Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, always keeping you focused in the right direction. This is your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker, and it is truly a pleasure to be back here in the studio and on Clubhouse with the one, the only, Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. How you doing today, Bishop? Hello, my brother. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. We got through Fred this past uh, weekend and yesterday. So um, it, it stopped right. raining here in Tallahassee and the sun is shining. So we're doing good here today on Tuesday. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad that all is well and that you all are okay in Florida. Did you all get any remnants of anything coming up your way? Well, we got a little bit of rain, but uh, we are just anticipating the heat hopefully going down soon because it's been in the 80s and 90s here so hopefully we'll be able to get a break from all of this heat uh real soon yeah hopefully soon but hey i re- I'm, I'm glad I'm, i can deal with this heat rather than heat that will come at the end time <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> this heat is nothing to be compared you know uh, today's topic is really really interesting what's most important in life coming from first corinthians 10 in 31, you know, in our lifetimes, Bishop, we find ourselves doing so many things. And the question becomes, what am I doing? What am I? Oh, and why am I doing it? And, you know, this whole passage, uh, the scriptures above and, and below deal with the whole concept of Christian liberty. So talk to us today from First Corinthians 1031. What's most important in life? Well, if you look at that particular scripture and other scriptures that I will allude to during this specific podcast on what's most important in life, uh, the question today on this particular podcast is what's most important in life? That's the question. And there is a scripture found in First Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 31st verse. And you'll find these words recorded, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. This particular scripture was written from Paul to the saints at Corinth. This was his first letter to them. And in my estimation of what Paul was saying is that the most important thing, no matter where you are in life and no matter how you've done so much in life, the most important thing is that we should do all, everything we do, every activity, every accomplishment, every achievement, we must do it all for the glory of God. That should become first and foremost in our lives. And I would like to give you at least four reasons why you have to do everything to the glory of of God, which answers the question of what's most important in life. My most important thing in life is doing everything and centering everything around the glory of God. One of the first reasons why I think that doing everything to the glory of God is most important is because it makes life very simple. It just simplifies your life. Whenever you are faced with a choice, whenever you are faced with a question of what to do and how to do it, the question you must ask yourself, will this glorify God? Whatever it is, I don't care if it's something that you had intended upon doing. I, it doesn't matter if it was something that you had a desire to do. It may not be God's will for your life. So the question you must ask is, will this thing that I'm about to do, no matter how much I want to do it, 
will this thing, will this glorify God? And that makes it very simple. It puts away all of the junk. It puts away all of the innuendo. It puts away everything. And you specifically say, hmm, what I'm about to go into, what I'm about to venture into, will this give God glory? Will this give God praise? So it simplifies your life, Mr. Speaker. Simply put, will this give glory to God? So it it simplifies uh, your life and what you would like to do or what you think should be done. Now, the second thing I want to tell you is that not only does it simplify your life, but watch this. It helps to satisfy your life. Now, a lot of my friends uh, might be wondering, well, what do you mean by satisfying uh, my life? Well, only living for the glory of God should be our genuine satisfaction in life. That's it. We, we, we have other things that we're involved in. We have other things that we like to do. Yes. But really, when you wake up in the morning, when you open your eyes in the morning, what can I do today to give God glory? What can I do today? to give God praise. And that should give me genuine satisfaction in my entire life. I am here to live for God's holy purpose. So again, it simplifies my life and then it satisfies my life, Mr. Speaker. That's interesting, especially the second one when you said it helps to satisfy your life because people are looking for many different things to satisfy them their lives. At the same time, a lot of people, it's all about me. It's all about mm. I. It's all about me. How do you challenge that person that says, you know, well, it's all about me. I've got to be here. You know, we have all these social media platforms. You very, I mean, unless it's a religious organization, you rarely see posts about God and things that glorify God. You know, everything on from, from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook. It's all about me, myself, and I. It reminds me of the uh, one of the athletes that used to say, I love myself some me. I love me some me. How do you, <laughs> how, how do you get beyond that and move beyond it and say, hey, wait a minute. My life is not all about me. It's about people seeing Jesus in me and my God being glorified. How do you wow. get people to... It, Go ahead. Well, it's, it's your purpose. When your purpose in life is you, then everything is self-centered, not spiritually centered, but self-centered. Now, please understand that we all have our desires of doing certain things. We all have opportunities that we want to pursue. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is that when you focus too much on yourself as opposed to focusing upon the spiritual things, that's where you come into conflict with God's agenda. And again, if you don't have God in your agenda, quite frankly, you don't have any agenda. And you have to tell yourself, what? why am I here? What purpose was I born? Why am I here? What should I do? And when your question, the answer of your question is it's focused upon Christ, it's focused upon God, then you have a whole different perspective of every activity that you have in your life. Uh, there, there are a group of students who are about to go to college. Or as a matter of fact, they had move-in day, I believe, over the weekend, and I talked to some of them, and I said, now, before you go to your first class, I know you're going to have fun, I know you're going to enjoy yourself, 
But before you go to your first class, I really want you to stop and close your eyes and think, why am I here in college? Am I going to major in my minor? Am I going to minor in my major? What, 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 why am I here? And your purpose is that at the end of four years, you would like to receive a bachelor's degree. That's the whole reason why you're in college. Now, along the way, you join a fraternity, you join a sorority. Along the way, you're involved in extracurricular activities. Along the way, you do other things. But in the final analysis, your goal is that at a certain time, in four years, you want to be able to receive your undergraduate degree. And that's how you have to look at the situation when you're dealing with God and when you're dealing with spiritual things. You have to say to yourself, I have to get my attention off of me and put my attention totally on God. And when you do that, quite frankly, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into what you're supposed to do to fulfill his agenda, even in what you're going to major in, even in in how you face your day, even in where you go during the day, because the Lord might have you. Uh, to go to a grocery store or to go to a certain restaurant as opposed to another restaurant because you might need to be a witness to somebody else. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into those things, then he has a way of making your life better for not only you, but for other people. So again, what's most important in life? God. It, it simplifies my life. Will this bring glory to God? Yes, it will. Okay, let me go into it. Will this bring glory to God? No, it won't. Well, I don't need to be a part of that. And then it satisfies my life. I'm only living for the glory of God. That's where I get genuine satisfaction in my life. I live for God's holy purpose. Now, Mr. Speaker, I got a couple other things, and, and I'm getting excited about this. I, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I wanted I'm to interject, excited. but I was to say, I'm going to let him roll no, on. Go right ahead. No, go, go right ahead. Keep, no, no. Keep, keep on, keep on I, going. <laughs> I'm excited. Now, check this out. Um, you know, a lot of times people try to compartmentalize God, and you can't do that. So the third point I want to bring out to you, not only does it simplify, not only does it satisfy, but it saturates your life. You should not be able to compartmentalize God just in the scriptural, but everything you do, you, 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 you must say, okay, I'm not just going to say this is all of, or these are all of the scriptural activities and these are all of the secular activities. But quite frankly, you don't compartmentalize in God. God, You can't marginalize God. What you have to do is everything that you do, whether it's in the secular, whether it's in the spiritual, everything that you do should give glory to God. Now, you know, a lot of times, Mr. Speaker, I talk about political topics because that's my background in government and politics. But I, what I must say is uh, many times, uh, political leaders, they have to say if they are connected to God, if they have a personal relationship with God, they must say this position that I'm about to vote on, this position that I'm about to take, will this bring glory to God? Because if it doesn't, I'm being political and not spiritual. That's vitally important because you're not living for election day. You're living for judgment day, or at least I am. I'm not living for election day. I'm living for judgment day. 
And I want to pass that judgment day test. Did I feed the hungry? Did I clothe the naked? Did I go visit people in prison? Those are the things that are on God's agenda. So it saturates my life. I am literally here only to serve and to satisfy God. And then lastly, and and the last point I want to bring is it simplifies, it satisfies, it saturates, but it also saves my life. Because the Bible tells us whatever you do for Christ, the only thing will last will be what you do for Christ. So only what is done for the glory of God will be rewarded in eternity. When I go to heaven, and and please note that we all will see him, but will we see him in peace? So when I go to heaven, When on that great judgment day, God is going to look at the book. He is going to see all of the things that I have done, all of my thoughts, all of my intentions, all of my well-meaning things that I wanted to do. And if none of them were for his glory, guess what? It's not going to count. So only everything that I do for him will count in the end. Every other impetus is really a waste and a loss, quite frankly. And that's something to think about. So my life will be saved based upon what I do for Christ, because only what I do for him will be counted in the end. Only. That's it. That is powerful. And as you were the talking, I was just thinking, what kind of example would that be of a life that does everything for God and exemplifies your relationship with God? And that it actually saturates your life and saves your life. You know, I went back to the Old Testament and you you can elaborate on this. See if I'm on point myself, Bishop. When I look, when we look at the life of Joseph and even when he was in Potiphar's house, he did everything to the glory of God. So much so that in 39, uh, Genesis 39 and three, it says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. If mm. everything prospered in his hand, it goes back to what it says in First uh, Corinthians, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And he did everything to the glory of God, even so that when he was falsely accused mm-hmm. uh, by Potiphar's wife, He should have been killed, but I look at this, it saved his life because he glorified and honored God in everything that he did. He went to prison, but he came out of prison and was elevated to second in command. So that to me shows, hey, that's a good reason to do everything to the glory of God. Right. Even when he was in the situation with Potiphar's wife, uh, the Bible says that she desired him. She wanted to lay with him. And and Joseph said, how can I do this sin against not only you, but how can I do this sin against God? So it tells me that Joseph, probably my most favorite character in the Bible, it tells me that he put God first. He knew what he was doing was wrong or what could have happened was wrong. And he questioned her by saying, I'm not going to do this against you, but most importantly, I'm not doing this against God. It doesn't fit in the plan for my life, but it's so wonderful how Joseph was, even when he was thrown into prison, he still had favor and God blessed him and elevated him to a level where he could save his people. So, yes, what is most important in life? It's serving God. What is most important in life? It's giving him the glory. It's giving him the honor. It's giving him the praise. 
so many times we hear the saying, when praises go up, blessings come down. It is so important for us to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise and lift him up to a certain standard so that he will continue to bless us. That's what's most important in life is giving him all of the glory, all of it. That is powerful. So now I'm, I'm even going to look at this acronym again, you know, to win. You know, I often share with uh, when I do inspirational, motivational speaking, win, W-I-N, what's important now, not only what's important now in order to win in every area of your life, it is to serve God. That is the most important thing bishop this was powerful today this was powerful if i had a ham and organ i would just bring it up (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, man anything else you would like to share about this topic well i I just want to close uh with this uh jesus lived to glory his father the bible says in john 17 and 4 i have glorified thee on earth this is what Jesus was saying to his father, I have glorified thee on earth. I have glorified thee on earth. Again, John 17 and 4, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Jesus was saying, you gave me something to do and I am doing it. I have done it. So therefore, I am good with my father. Matthew 5 and 6 tell or Matthew 5 and 16 tells us this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. So that's extremely important. Let your light shine. Don't put it under a bushel. Let your light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Colossians 3 and 23 tells us this also, and this is one of my favorite scriptures as well. Colossians 3 and 23, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Whatever you do, don't do it to be seen. Don't do it for people to pat you on the back or praise you in the gates, but do it heartily as unto the Lord. Because if you do it unto God, people might not thank you. People may not pat you on the back. People might not give you praise. But when you do something as unto the Lord, whatever you do to God secretly, God will openly bless you and openly reward you. So what's most important in life? Giving God the glory and giving God the praise. And that's what I plan to do for the rest of my life. Continue to put him first and continue to do what he has asked me to do. And I'm just a vessel for him to use. Praise and thank God for being a vessel. Yes, indeed. All the glory belongs to God. And thank God he allowed us to be a vessel. Well, Bishop, it has truly been a pleasure today learning what's most important in life coming from 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. Oh, my goodness. It makes life simple, helps to satisfy it saturates and it saves your life. Well, until next time, everybody, please check out um, more podcasts by Bishop on the Apple platform. If you missed any of our episodes live here on Clubhouse, please go to the Apple podcast platform and just search for On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph and you will find all of his recordings there. And until next week, stay focused because right here with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, On point, keeping you focused in the right direction.